Poconos, it's the Balcony Show with your host Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, the Balcony Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Balcony Show. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We are very excited today because we have on the show the one and the only Larry DeVoskin. He is a best-selling author, an entrepreneur, an investor, a Grammy-winning. I mean, he has he is a wealth of information, and he's going to be talking later in the show and bringing us some music, brand-new music from Al Jardine the Beach Boys, so mm-hmm. um, we're looking forward to bringing you that segment of the show. But first, hit it, Dave! Useless facts. Facts that are freaking useless. Useless. More useless facts, and Bo's already starting to crap over there. <laughs> so, welcome to Useless Facts. And because it's the Beach Boys, there's a little theme going on here, just saying. Yeah. Mm. How does that theme turn out? I haven't, I'm not even really focused on the page yet, and Does this theme result in some sort of mad cat abuse? Of course it does. I, yeah. <laughs> no! All right, here we go. Useless fact number one. Female turtles can store sperm up to four years. That's disgusting. <laughs> Why would they want to do that? <laughs> like, I got mine, bitch. <laughs> Selling it on the market, you know what I mean? The dark the market. Low, uh, the turtle market. What, what vintage is your turtle sperm? <laughs> <laughs> so what do they be carrying in them shells? Now you know. Now we know. Heroes in a half shell my ass. <laughs> What's the matter with you people? I don't know. (laughs) Listeners, can you help me, please? (laughs) All right, here we go. Useless fact number two. Sea sponges have no head, mouth, eyes, feelers, bones, heart, lungs, or brains, yet they are alive. You just described at least eight of my (laughs) former girlfriends. That's a, a new book, Cat How to Date a Sea Sponge. <laughs> How I Survived Dating a Sea Sponge. I'm, you know, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> Find it on Amazon. It's like I'm in an audio book. <laughs> We'll rejoin the show as soon as Bo is done passing out. So, useless fact number three. We're just going to get right away from me there as fast as we can. Okay, useless fact number three. An electric eel is known to produce enough electricity sufficient enough to light up ten light bulbs. Did you know that? I did not know. I know you ten. don't like eels, but you know. No, they do because they freak me. Yeah, you know, they freak me out a little bit. But, but you know. ten bulbs—that's a lot. That yeah. is a lot. That's that not a lot. like a little 
that's like you might that's get a, a little zap, you, you know? light up my life. <laughs> what is that? Is that nine right there? We got nine bulbs yeah. up on the there ceiling. You go. There you See, go. Right that's again. a lot. That's a lot. Up. Yeah, you'll get yeah. zapped. Yes. Okay. All right. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Useless fact number four. Oysters can change from one gender to another and back again, depending on which is best for mating. You know, can I, you imagine? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Bob. Excuse me. <laughs> Hi, Bobina here. <laughs> I don't but know. Think about can I you? the oyster. I'm out of the oyster. Yeah, man, huh? there's a lot of. There's a it lot figures, of dudes I mean, here. Where, did oh. Ann, where is it? Where, Ann just went somewhere. I have absolutely <laughs> I don't no know idea. where she just went. <laughs> Planet Zebcon somewhere. You know? yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't even know. I don't know where that is, but Zebcon. she went somewhere. Planet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Zebcon. All right, useless fact number five. Oh, why do I even want to read this? Oh, this is so great. Why do I even want to read this? I think you this? can relate. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'd like you to explain how I'm going to relate, Bo. Read, read it. Read right. it. <laughs> Hashtag Useless, Useless fact number five. Lobsters pee out of their face, and they pee on each other to communicate. Well. I, uh, don't look at me. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, this is all you. All right. I mean, not so much the peeing out of the face part, you know. But, but the other one. Peeing on, peeing on each other to communicate, well, I mean... There are things like golden yeah. showers, but we won't go down that road. But, y- y- yeah, I did not Hashtag know. Hashtag vodka? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are uh, you maybe, do? maybe somebody's dumping vodka into the bay. <laughs> 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 All right, I think we need to wee out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I see what you did there. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, oh. well, anyways, <laughs> man, we'll have more on the lobster later on in the show. We will. But uh, first, we're going to start out with a song from Best Not Broken, Breaking Down. So take a listen, and we'll be right back. Trouble for peace, us forgiven and time. 
stone A last embrace forever home To rise again Hand in hand Undivided soul The dust doesn't decay When a chalice is full And another is saved In the corner miracle Face fortune is cast Sanctuary in rags Once broken by man But they'll never be show and right now we have the song Jenny Clover by Al Jardine written by Larry Devoskin. So when you guys get back we're going to be on the phone with Larry so sit down give it a listen and here we go. Jennifer Clover I'm over the Yeah. 
everybody. Welcome back to the balcony, and we are very excited because we have Larry Devoskin on the phone. He is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, investor, music consultant, Grammy winner, uh, head of uh, Do What You Want, Love Media, Miracle Music, Inc., Cool Guy Music, Inc. He has been there, done it, and he's here to talk about his news project with Al Jardine. Welcome, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. Gosh, I'm exhausted just hearing about all the stuff that, that guy. Who is that guy? Like, I, I wonder if he does lawns. You know, yeah. I have a, the, the grass has started growing, and, and you know, here in the Northeast, it's supposed to be cicadas are coming up. I wonder if he has some bug spray as well. Oh I, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're, I think everybody's uh, going to eat the cicadas before they. Yes, I, well, I've the, seen you more know, recipes. That, yeah. You know, no. if we could get, if we could do a video with the singer, the cicada singing that old Moody Blues song, I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band, <laughs> you know, because they, they sing. And it, anyway, that's a different, that's a different. Let movie. me know if you get that, if you yeah. make that happen, Larry. Right. <laughs> so, yes. yes, Al Jardine, our listeners yes. just heard Jenny Clover. Yes. How did this come about? How did you uh, this project come about with Al and and if, for those of you who don't know, Al Jardine was a member of the Beach Boys. So, yes, still is. He's, and he's actually news of his demise is is greatly exaggerated. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there are three living Beach Boys uh, who are the founders: uh, Brian Wilson, obviously the brainchild. That's uh, people have literally compared. Uh, way over the top to like Mozart and things like that of the 20th century. Mike Love, who uh, is another person who was a cousin and Al, and they, they literally lived next to each other in Torrance, California. So I, of course, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm a couple of decades younger, but I was introduced to them in the early 90s and Al Jardine was wanting to do more writing and Brian was sick at the time. He's had I'm not divulging anything that's not, you know, in movies like uh, Love and Mercy and other things that, you know, he's wrestled with mental illness on and off. Right, so right, right. I went to I went to Al's incredible ranch in California that had the, the redwoods on one side and the Pacific Ocean on the other. And there were fields of like purple and orange flowers. It was like nature was on acid or something. <laughs> and the inspiration of that led to a bunch of songs, including Jennifer Clover and his single, new single that I co-wrote uh, called Waves of Love. And um, Jenny is actually his cow. Uh, or former cow, I should say. Oh. And, you know, but but it, it's done like a nursery rhyme. You know, you hear the sweet, my Jennifer Clover, I'm over the moon. Aww. And it sounds very sweet, but it's a gigantic, heaving, <laughs> uh, mooing, sweating animal with flies around it. Uh, very similar to my first girlfriend in high school. Oh, nice, nice, nice. oh no, you didn't say that. She's We've all got brothers. One. <laughs> Your brother's coming at me now. I just, I'm going to barricade the door. But, um, you know, everybody tries to, uh, in seriousness now, of course, uh, I don't want people to think we're just having fun here. This is serious work, music and, and radio. But um, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, well, we just want them to think that. <laughs> yes, don't tell anyone. It's our secret. Yes. Okay. Um, 
but you know, we uh, musicians will always try to emulate a song or something that they liked. And the Beatles were very much a sort of brother sister band at that time with the Beach Boys. People have said right. that uh, that that the Beatles heard Pet Sounds, and that's how they developed Sgt. Pepper. So we wrote a song about Jenny, modeled after Paul McCartney's Martha, my dear, which. You think it's about some beautiful woman, but it's about his his dog. And, you know, and, and I guess because the Beach Boys had a Pet Sounds is a very iconic album, and some have said is their favorite, we wanted uh, to write a song. And I, so I went out in the field, and I was playing the guitar, singing at the cow, who was looking at me and, like, probably thinking, you know, this guy's an idiot. I'm a cow. What is he singing to me for? I don't speak English. But Al came out, and then we both looked very foolish but the result is this beautiful song and it's been sitting on in, on the sidelines you know for forever for 25 27 years and wow. we just thought with the pandemic people have been locked down people have been you know really uh, struggling and and that's you know, the, truth. The, the good thing about the beach boys is they make the music is happy for the most part they make people right. happy and yeah. and we wanted to give a gift to people between them not touring and and you know uh, the seriousness of 2020 21 we wanted to just do something to make people feel good so these songs that we put out are are fun and light and and the idea is let's celebrate <coughs> life here we are you know so where does alex baldwin come in <clears throat> to play with yeah so alec baldwin came in to be the narrator of one of the songs al Jardine has a beautiful and completely undiscovered solo record uh, called Postcard from California. And he got, you know, I mean, when you're, I, I've learned this by going around with him to the Grammys. When you're a beach boy, like the stones come up to you, like, you know, the Metallica, anybody's like, wow, we grew up with, you know, wouldn't it be nice or good vibrations. Right, so, right. so Al called, you know, flee from the chili peppers to come play bass and sing on, uh, Help Me Rhonda, he called Neil Young to sing on one of his songs. He had Glenn Campbell, who um, sadly is no longer with us, sing on the title track with him, Postcard. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Young, you know, were on it. The band America. I mean, a who's oh my who gosh. of this. Icon and and you, I, I've got to tell you, for you personally, as well as listeners, I mean, just you can dial up a postcard from California by Al Jardine, and it's uh, it's like a beautiful drive down the coast on a summer day with the windows down and the wind in your hair. It's just the most glorious, happy, beautiful music. And and he, like, it didn't really, no one really found out about it because he's not, like, quotes the famous beach boy like Brian is. He's more like, uh, like in the Beatles, the Ringo Starr or the George right. Harrison. He's a secondary person. So I called Alec Baldwin, who's a friend, and just said, hey, there's this beautiful poem called Tide Pool Interlude. It's a song on Al's album. It's not really a song. It's just a, a poem about the majesty, the beauty of California. Would you read it? And he, you know, he loves to do these narrations. And so he came in, oddly enough, dressed as Jack Donahue, his character from the 30 Rock television series. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, you know, he, he snuck us in on, on NBC's dime, you know, at this, this Silver Cup Studios in Queens, New York, and, and in walks Alec in a suit and tie dressed as, as Jack Donahue, the 
vice president of microwave, uh, whatever it is, his character, and and just did this beautiful poem. Wow. Yeah. And it was fun. And Alec is just, you know, he's a character. And, and obviously now he has uh, really launched from his appearances on Saturday Night Live. And he's uh, a parent. He has like five kids now. He's, he's got his hands full up. To, to say the least. <laughs> yes, exactly. So let us take a break here and have sure. our listeners listen to Ways of Love with Al Jardine, produced by Larry Yes, and and there's a specialty thing I want to say is that we recorded this, we wrote it literally again. This, these are the songs from the vaults that came up through the 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 empty space created by the pandemic. Carl Wilson is singing on this as well with Al in the chorus, and he's that golden voice of good vibrations and God only knows that that angelic voice of the Beach right, Boys that right. sadly is no longer with us he's on this so it's it's probably his last performance wow. and he sang it wow. I, I, I read in an Al interview he sang it the night of the very last Beach Boys concert that he ever played and it was in Atlantic City and after that he went home and and was never on tour again so there's some magic in this that uh, I'm humbled as a fan to be part of it's 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 not it doesn't make you act like a big shot and uh you know bottle service in the club it it makes you humbled like wow i'm i'm stepping on sacred ground that means a lot to people and that's very special yes it is so let's take a listen to waves of love you're going to hear it right here on the balcony show and we'll be right back with the rest of the interview
Balcony Show with with Larry Devoskin. So, Larry, now that the world is kind of starting to crack itself back open again, um, do you, do you yourself perform or play out live? Do you and the guys have any plans on being out in any venues playing? Well, thank you for asking. I myself am more of the studio guy, being uh, Al Jardine's producer and, and right. many others. So I do know that from Al, speaking fairly publicly, that he has talked about the all of the original members of the Beach Boys doing some shows this summer to honor their 60th anniversary. And I know from the wow. 50th that it is a an amazing moment when they actually all come together because they have a sound that, that when it's on, it's there's nothing like it in the world. So they will be going out. I'm, you know, one of those people who uh, is, is now sort of transitioned and pivoted is the word to helping uh, tech startups. There are tons of people who want to be the new Spotify, but on the blockchain and, you know, Artists themselves are, are have their own coin, like Bitcoin, and, and fans can directly profit them. And, you know, the good news about that is, is, is not needing permission to have a career in music and making a living. Right. And whoever can, can figure that out so that it's easy, like, like clicking once and then you, you send money to your favorite singer or your favorite band, that's going to really help because there's really an inequality where, where a few people get you know, almost all of the money. And That's so, true. yeah, so I'm, I'm off to Miami tomorrow. There's a Bitcoin conference and I'm not quite sure why I'm going, but I have a lot of friends there. So it's just an opportunity to like everyone, we're all itching to get out and meet people again in real life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's time for us to sort of come out of uh, hibernation, but safely. Yeah. 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 Larry, I um I actually do a segment on our show called Indie Radar, and what I do is I I weekly I'm doing research on um, music industry trends and um, trying to give some pro tips out to like the DIY artists. Like you said, they're they're battling for some playing ground. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to have unlimited funds or the hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote a new single or anything like that. So. Um, what are what is your th well first of all what advice at this point would you give to a DIY artist um, just sort of you know trying to navigate okay do I need to focus on Spotify do I need to organically grow my audience locally um, you know and then the other side of that whole thing is um, like you said it's this virtual stomping ground that the music industry is starting to get um, you know become a part of more and more so where artists are you know using um oh my gosh what i just did a piece on this non-fungible token yes you, you, so, you're, you're you're answering the question with the answer and and forgive me for jumping in but it there's never been a more opportune time for do-it-yourself and independent artists because the you know the the, the common citizens have stormed the palace and climbed over the walls. And what I mean by that is you used to have five or six companies that you didn't exist unless you were assigned to them. Yes. And they were the major international. They're still very, very important, but they're not the only way for a musician to make a living. You can do two things. First of all, great question. I would say more than anything, it's about community. It's about 
not just saying, oh, I want people to like me and buy my thing and, and whatever. It, it's about forming community. And wherever that community is, whether it's on SoundCloud or Spotify or playing live or Clubhouse, the new app, there, there are places where people gather and, and we get fo- moved forward. We, we become successful by having people around us who are like-minded, who... I've known a lot of bands and a lot of artists that that really hang out with other bands and other artists, and that's and those people help them along. Whether it's making contacts for them, whether it's introducing them to people. So I really say, think about not just because it's especially in the beginning, it's a very lonely, hard place. Saying I want to yeah. be a singer, I want to be a band, I want people to to hear this, and maybe even you know, fingers crossed, you know, God knows, like, how could I earn a living doing this? And it, and, and it is possible, and it really takes community. And the second thing that you just touched on, which is N like New York, F like Frank, T like tomorrow, NFT, non-fungible tokens, are really at a very early stage. They're like the internet in 1991, yeah. you know, when it was dial-up. It's, uh, there's, there's a, if I can mention, there's Quincy Jones, for instance, has a company that just announced they did a $63 million fundraise and they want to support music artists and not just the big famous artists that Quincy has, has produced their content that he has in his stable, but they really have the desire to have a platform for, for a beginning artist or someone who is just you know, chosen to be independent to have a way to to monetize their content. And the great thing about NFTs is you get to choose, am I selling part of the rights to the song or is it just a digital copy that's on a blockchain so it can't be, you know, people used to just make, a, once something's an MP3, I can make, send it to a million people and it loses value. But when something's on a blockchain, it's kind of in a little bit of a vault and the person who owns it decides how many copies can be made, how many times can it be sold. And the resale is oh, like wow. a painting. This so is, this is like Larry, what, like going yeah. back to those, like you said, the nineties, you know, when the Napster guy, I don't remember his name, but he put yeah, our Sean, industry. Sean yeah, yeah. He flipped the industry on its butt in a huge way and changed the game. And I was a game changer what he did. So here you yeah, like fast yeah. forward to, 2021 and look what we're talking about so this is kind of like the undoing of the napster and the the crazy sharing and nobody getting paid for their music and stuff like that so it it is an exciting time it's an exciting time and and the great thing about nfts you know if if someone bought an andy warhol in the 1960s for a certain amount of money 10 years later it was worth five or ten times that money 20 years later it was worth a hundred times and and the resale of it is something that increases, as we all know, just from how content becomes more valuable. The great thing about NFTs is, let's say I, let's say I do an NFT of Al Jardine's song that we just played, Ways of Love, which I'm thinking of doing. I could just put the, the singing, the background vocals together, maybe have an artist create a cool CGI computer graphic of, of like a dog on a surfboard with sunglasses, and there's... Bitcoins floating in the water. I have all these crazy ideas, but I can put that out 
and 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 either one person decides that they want to be the owner of that piece of artwork that has different layers to it like music and visual but then when somebody resells it i can create a flow through royalty so this is how independent artists might be able to make a living not just now but 10 years from now or 20 years from now is that their work sells and then each time it resells they get a percentage 10 percent 15 20 whatever they've decided and that's a game changer for independent artists yes it yeah. is and and you're hearing it right here on the balcony show mm-hmm. exactly we're going to nft this show and, and all these people <laughs> uh, you're listening Larry, to we need you're to not talk gonna be able to reach them because they're all going to be on a boat in the bahamas with diddy and they're going to be listening <laughs> let's to like go fetty wop or something yeah. like, <laughs> nah, i'll never give up my independent artists never i know i know never I know. that <laughs> so yeah. Last week, just as a tease, we played uh, "Life Is Strange." Oh gosh! Um, and you're still here, and you're, you're, uh, have, have, they, have they adjusted the medication? And, and you're like, uh, okay, I listen to that song. I'm, the ground is not shaking and moving. Actually, no, because the show that it was aired in, we had a group called the Marquis of Vaudeville, and it fit right in. But yes. I want to talk about the video. What sure. were you on? <laughs> well, I, I should say, what was my video editor on? Oh, my uh, goodness. But, well, well, the thing about the song, you know, again, harking back to what we talked about with Jenny Clover, I was always influenced by John Lennon. And he yeah. was, okay. he loved to be theatrical. Like, he'd write a song like The Benefit of Mr. Kite, and it would be very circusy. And so I thought, you know, and also the first Queen single in America was called Killer Queen. It's yep. very theatrical. So I, I w- it was my way of trying to write this thing. And, and so I, I wrote the song and, um, you know, I uh, wrote it again many years ago. And I, I really feel like the pandemic is almost like a womb, like this empty space. And, and there are some people who... You know, we know just the most horrible tragedy and, and sorrow and right. loss happened. And I was sitting at home. And so this song has been sitting on my computer for, for forever. And people would come to me and sing the song after hearing it once. And they'd sing it years later because it has that kind of bohemian rhapsody. Right. Life is strange. Life is strange. And that came out of, I see a little silhouette of a man. So I was just like most musicians influenced not not stealing but influenced by something and recreating it and i thought 2020 and i'm sure listeners wherever they are in the world are going to agree was the weirdest year i think we've all lived through yes and it's like we have a name for it (laughs) storm the name what i'm I'm sorry what was it a storm (laughs) Yes, it was definitely, I, I would say, a, a super S-storm. And, you know, like coming down from the sky, but also up through the ground and sideways. And it was just so weird that the song seemed to make sense. Like like it seemed to be sane in an insane world. The, right. the, the lyric, I feel like I'm living in a Salvador Dali painting. For those who don't know Salvador Dali, he has like ants crawling out of people's eyes and like sort of ears melting oh the melting clocks are, i think are you know yeah I, yes. yeah there's just so much with him you know yeah yeah so so i i told my video director 
go as strange as possible. He did. Uh, and he did. <laughs> and he did. He did. And, and you know, I, I'm kind of a middle-aged guy, so, I, you know, unfortunately, I just don't have... I don't fit into my Shawn Mendes type trousers anymore. So ah. you, you either go like cool, sexy and weird or gangster. Or if you're like me, you hide behind a really strange video. So people are like, whoa, whoever that guy is, he's got to be really, really interesting or very deranged. So it's a little bit of posturing to put out such a, a wacky video. Okay, but uh, the but lobster it, at the end, Larry, really? Yes, the lobster. I, I, <laughs> Well, that's not even that's that's a bit. You know, I go to Burning Man, and I and at Burning Man, it's very hard to be strange. So, people are doing all kinds of things. So, at one point, I bought. I'm going to tell you something that I really should not say on, on public radio, but I bought a, a wedding dress, and then I thought, a guy in a wedding dress. I mean, I think whoever the Chili Peppers or someone did that. So I found these. Uh, my friend had a lobster outfit, so I kind of married the wedding dress and the lobster outfit, like like lobster claws and a lobster hat. So I, I became the lobster bride at Burning Man. So you don't have to be drinking or smoking anything, but let me just tell you, if you're partying in the middle of the night and out of the darkness comes a lobster wedding dress, that is a very I'm strange so angry with you. I'm just telling you. So the lobster bride is famous. I don't mean, know. I don't know. I don't know what to look for. Uh, yeah. As, you as, know. A, as a photographer, I've been wanting to get out there to the Burning Man festival for quite some time and and take photos. So yeah, I'll make sure I look it, for the lobster bride. Yes, the lobster bride. I mean, I have a lot of competition. I mean, there are giant ducks that have laser lights for eyes and a dance floor on the back, and you're it kind looks of like an absolutely giant, amazing time there. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so the lobster is just you know me. You know, I I think I have an obsession with lobsters because they're <laughs> I don't know they're just a funny creature. Like they have a lot of legs and they don't move around until somebody tries to catch them and eat them. You yeah, know what though? Weird. I've always wanted to free a lobster from a grocery store. I'm oh, going to do that someday. I just, Absolutely. I have a thing about that. I want to free it too, right into my belly. No, 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 no. I really am going to go rescue a lobster one of these I'm, days. I'm with you. I, I'm going to come meet you wherever it is. I want to go, I want to go to a store. Wouldn't that be great? The, yes, buy all of the lobsters in the tank, go to the ocean. They need salt and water, obviously. Go. And let them and go. Let them go. I would so Absolutely. do that with you, Larry, honestly. I've been like, that's like a dream of mine to go and free well, the lobsters. This is, this is, I, I, I gotta tell you, that is a great idea. See? And I think Mother, I think Mother Earth, if she's like listening, watching, will be like, hey, those people are kind of cool. Yeah, you know? I agree. <laughs> See? So, yeah, I think we've figured it out here. We've we figured have, out we have. one thing we can do like on Earth Day or something. Love it. So, the final song that we're gonna hear tonight yes. is Just a Man. And yes. I, this is a totally different vibe. I, I can honestly say, Larry, that nobody will ever know what's next with you. Yes, especially me. You know, and, and um, I don't mean that in a, in a funny or... I like that. I like that you never know what's around the corner. Or, or you, some people, you like, they'll, they'll put an album out and then the next album sounds a little bit different. You know what I mean? They get stuck right, in, in right. a groove. And, right. and nobody's going to ever accuse you of that. That's for sure. And I really like the airiness of this song. Oh, 
Look, I really thank you. That is a very high compliment. And the song, I'm, you know, I've spent a lot of years, my day job is writing songs for other people. And so my job isn't what I want to do, but to try to, to see and feel intuitively what's inside them and help them bring that out and say what they want to say. And so Just a Man, I thought, also was a song not just about uh, that particular gender, but each of us having this aspiration in life that we just, we want to do something extraordinary. We want to have, the, uh, you know, something that we've done that, that means something important to other people. And that song has that kind of happy-go-lucky striving, you know. I think it's, it's in you, our human nature to strive. And, right. and and we never stop. You you get to no. you get to one one point, and then we're striving to the next mountaintop. Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you if you stop striving, and you and you stop reinventing yourself, then you know I life's too short, yeah. man. You got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And and you know I watched the movie about David Bowie last night because in two thousand and two. I helped produce a duet between the singer Brandy and David Bowie, who came in and sang three or four lines from Let's Dance, like Under the Moonlight, The Serious Moonlight. Oh, yeah, her yeah, single. yeah. And, and the song's never been released. It's just been, again, can you imagine having an unreleased David oh, Bowie man. on your, on wow. your computer? And you're man. told, do not release this. It's not your, you know, the rights holders. So I'm in the process of working on releasing that as an NFT, as a non-fungible token, and a portion of the proceeds will go to the Grammy charity Music Cares. Oh, that's awesome. That's them. awesome. And yeah. they, they've given out, according to them, as of last month, $24 million for musicians who lost work because their yes. tours were canceled, right. sound engineers, lighting people, the whole world of people who go behind live music and, and get together. So I'm, I'm working on it. And what David Bowie in the movie I saw last night said was was similar to what you just said about not knowing what's next. He loved changing it up. He loved going from being Mr. Space Oddity, you know, alien to young Americans and wearing like baggy clothes and being kind yeah. of like a disco right. person. Right. And so I, I think there's that that again, that that gregarious spirit of of being willing to take risks, being willing to try something different, and and uh, you know sometimes it works and sometimes it's terrible. But I, the the compliment of the, it being that versatility is is really something special. Well, listen, Larry, I want to thank you um, for spending some time here with us on the show. It believe me, it means the world to us. I'm I know I'm speaking for my crew here, but. Um, I wish you much continued success. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Can I tell people where to find the uh, Al Jardine songs? And, uh, absolutely. That's so, yeah, so just for everyone, we are actually, even with the songs you played, we're giving some of that money to a, another charity called the World Central Kitchen. And the World wow. Central Kitchen has been feeding people throughout the pandemic in the beginning when all the hospitals were overwhelmed. They just set up shop in 40 cities around America and also now around the world. Uh, as of the beginning of this year, they served 35 million uh, meals to people for free and families that, the, you know, the bread earner lost their job, right. homeless people. So 
we're giving money to them and uh you know it's uh so it, it's it's available at aljardine.com a l j a r d i n e.com you can find the the, the single and and uh we're actually selling a, a signed cd that's a collectible everyone's already scalping them on ebay for twice the money so it's all going to a good cause and i'm just grateful to be on the show and meet you and we're gonna go um you know free release the lobsters, the lobsters. <laughs> we are gonna go liberate liberate the lobsters i'm telling you there is a there's a children's book there called the liberated lobsters oh there you go there we go see all right. We'll have to video or this escapade and put it up on TikTok liberate, or something. Liberate the lobsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's about time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you. Everybody check out all of Larry's brand new music. You're, you're not going to be disappointed, especially uh, the new single from Al Jardine, The Beach yes. Boys. Yep. Great work. Great work. And... The World Central Kitchen, you yeah. know, all of music it. Cares from music the Cares. Music Cares, yeah. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. We talked about that, actually, yeah, like we a did. year ago when this pandemic was yeah, starting to really affect and things were getting shut down and people didn't really know where to turn for help. So that's, that's yeah. good that that's yeah. continuing because it's going to take a while for things yes, to kind of get back to normal. So Yeah. So it's, that's it's, awesome. It's, it, it's vital, especially for the people who you're championing the do-it-yourself artists and people yes. like that they got hit the hardest because they really need that lifeline of of playing in a club or oh my goodness you know, yeah traveling right. around so yeah i mean it's uh life-saving and that's what we're you know we're here to have fun but we're here to do well and do good yeah. right. so i'm i'm honored to be on the show and i can't wait to meet you all and well, if Continue you're ever heading journey. out to uh, the Poconos. Know, Poconos or Bethlehem, Easton, for any gigs or dinners or yeah. whatever, we'll we'll hook up. Yep, for sure. Absolutely, this is awesome, awesome. I'm thank you so much. What a great time! Oh, <laughs> oh, you made it the great time. You made time. it the great time. Absolutely. <laughs> oh. All right. That well, was fun. With that, let's take a listen to "Just a Man" from Larry Devoskin, and we'll be right back with the rest of the show. I tried to chase a golden bird But he flew away I didn't have wings to carry my dreams I'm just a man for today I'm just a man for today Like a child I'm still dreaming away Sailing in the breeze Chasing Mind going where the sun sheds its rays. I may just be lost, falling till the end of time. I'm just a man for today. I'm just a man for today. Like a child, I'm still dreaming away. Sailing in the breeze, chasing memories. Just a man
just a man for today. Oh, I'm just a man for today. I'm just a man for today. Welcome back to the Balcony Show. Coming up next, one of our local favorites. Uh, it's called Burnout by Roy and the Secret People. So check this song out, but also do yourself a favor and check out Roy and the Secret People on Insta, on Facebook, and uh, they got it going on. Yep. So check out Burnout coming up.
And we're back on the balcony show, and we've come to the ending of a delightful, delightful show. Delightful. Really, really enjoyed. Fantastically delightful. Yeah. I think he's got uh, tons of insight, and what a fun guy. Very fun. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for spending some time with us, and I look forward to him coming back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a wealth of knowledge to share. Oh, my goodness. We're going to have to tap into... uh, and fun. Yeah. And a very fun person. Yeah. We'll yeah, tap the, into his the knowledge in the wedding future. Dress, I can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see that. I'm going to be watching my email box just so that I can see it. For sure. Well, if anyone is missing lobsters from their local grocery store, <laughs> we know. So you might want to learn about that. Yeah, ask they, Ann and Larry. They have hatched a plan. <laughs> the great lobster escape. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Coming just, to. Just make sure you pick them up from the back. You wouldn't want them freaking on you from their mouth. Yeah, ew, uh, now, now that I know that, I'll never, I'll never handle the front end of a lobster again. So that it can okay. run backwards. Ew. Well, yeah. I don't like the thought of something urinating on me. Well, it's not urinating on you unless you're like holding it up. I don't know. Yeah, what are you gonna make? Like, out? You know. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm assuming that that's the sound it makes when it. Peas out of its mouth. I've never heard lobsters make that. <laughs> I'm just you go over the ocean side. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So now we know. If you hear a lobster going, <laughs> they're you they're know, peeing out of their they're mouth. They're peeing out of their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me Another. of a joke I know, but that's a very long one joke, so I won't do it. Oh, but. go ahead. We're all we're only die once. <laughs> No, no, no. We'll pass. It's good. It's good. Gets a little graphic. Um, yeah. As soon as we're done off the air, we'll... Yeah. <laughs> yeah? No. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Cat's mad at Bo. What yeah. else is new, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? She I hates know. Star Wars. She <laughs> watches Game of Thrones. Doesn't even know who the hell Lord Varys is. Why did you like him so much? I did not like him. It's I didn't not, it's care not, about him. It's not about the liking. His oh character was important until Dave and Dave kind of crapped all over the writing of that character. See, uh, we know who the actor is in the group, don't we? Yeah. Because yeah. it's personal. It is. Yeah. You know? No, it's being a lover of story. <laughs> you know, and the fact that she, she gives Lord Baelish all this accolade <laughs> and she gravitates to him. But it's a very negative accolade. But, There's nothing... Right, but still, it's Lord Varys is just as important because they were... The two people that were literally uh, insurmountable in moving all the parts of the Game of Thrones. They were manipulating everyone. Yep. And together. And that's, that was part of the whole conversation that the two of them had about climbing the ladder, the great ladder. Right. And, you know, even though Lord Baelish is literally the one who kicked everything off, Lord Varys knew... He un- he understood, so he started moving things from his end to prevent the most disastrous of outcomes. He was actually working for the people. He was working with keeping the people's interest in hand. You're going to make Donna not want to watch the show. <laughs> I'm next. I have to watch this show, right? You do. You yeah. do. You absolutely you, do. You really do. So it's for phenomenal. All of you, we obviously there's a couple uh, Game of Thrones fans here, and. Um, some take it more seriously than others, right, Bo? Apparently. Oh, don't even. Don't Girl power, yay! We're going to once again lie against the Mad Cat. Here 
here we go. You're not being. Ah, we we just, love you, Mad Cat. We, 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 we just didn't get the quality payoff for no, that you're character. Right. That you're we, we just love watching get all riled up. Yeah, <laughs> we, we deserve better than what we got. I agree. We wanted to know why the wizard cut his junk off and threw it in the fire. <laughs> and we never got to find that out. <laughs> We're still not I didn't even junk. care. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on that note, I'm going to say goodnight and get us out of here. Special thanks to Larry Devoskin. Also, we have a Reverb Nation campaign going. If you want to get on the show, check out the Reverb Nation campaign on thebalconyshow.com. We'll be waiting. Good night, everybody from the Balcony Show. We'll catch you next week. That's what's up. Bye.